Live from Who's On Late in the brand new bar and restaurant in Milwaukee. Stop by after work, enjoy a nice cold Bud Light, the official beer of the NFL. They have great food, great TVs, and NFL will be on tonight. Joining us now, because that's what the music that you're hearing means, is Jason Wildeon, Kyle Brustedortman, presented by the official beer of the NFL, Bud Light across ESPN Wisconsin. Jason, it's bye week for the Green Bay Packers. Um, I'll start here, because we asked Rob Domofsky last week, heading into the Las Vegas game. Of the two and two teams, there were 12 of them. He had them in the top three of the two and two teams. Is this team any good? Uh, n- not in its current form. It's uh, not terrible, but it's it's not good enough. No, I mean, look, I, I I understand we have this conversation a lot, but this is a process, and some people expect it to be further along than others. You know, I I have seen uh, how young players, even when they're surrounded by veterans take a while to get the hang of things so when you throw a bunch of young players all together on one side of the football and then mix in a fourth year quarterback who is a starter for the first time after riding the pine for three years I'm sorry this is what I expected Uh, there's good there's bad and there's ugly and we've gotten a little bit of all those things but probably of late more bad and more ugly than good and sometimes that's the case when you're talking about young players who are finding their way as frontline players in the NFL. Jason, there's a lot of issues this team has to tackle um, over the short and long term. But as you look at it, if, if the Packers could address one thing, just one thing over the bye, address it and conquer it, what would be that thing that helps them the most? What would you say, you know what, Packers, if you're going to address something, address this, and that would, is that where their focus should be? Well, I, you know, you and I have been friends now for a while. Now that I've met you in person, finally, it took a while. But, like, you know me better than that. There's no way I'm ever going to give you one thing. I can't do that. So <laughs> I'll give you two. I'll give you two and Fair. limit myself to two. Uh, the first one is get Aaron Jones healthy. I think that's the most important thing. I think that they beat Atlanta if he's playing. I think they beat the Raiders if, if he's playing. And suddenly now you're looking at a team that's 4-1 and one instead of 2-3, and three, and Brust isn't asking me, are these guys any good? That's the margin in the NFL. You played in the NFL. You know that it's four, five plays, sometimes even fewer, that are the difference between winning and losing. And if you have Aaron Jones involved in those plays, Uh, chances are those are going to be good plays for you more often than they're bad plays. So that's the first thing. The other thing is Jordan Love's completion percentage. Now, there's a variety of ways to increase that number without just throwing constantly short, easy-to-complete passes that don't gain much yardage. Uh, Certainly they need to use the scheme to his benefit more and find plays that are going to effectively scheme guys open for him so he has some easy throws. They have to impress upon all these young receivers and tight ends. Nine guys we're talking about here. Three rookie tight ends, three rookie wide receivers, 
three second-year wide receivers. They have to get better at being in the right place at the right time and right running the right routes in the right way. And I keep going back to this, but Lafleur put it out there for us. The third and three, where we all saw Luke Musgrave get chewed out, which Lafleur is not a chewer outer per se, but certainly get a stern talking to on the sideline. He ran the wrong route. And if he'd run the right route, they'd have picked that up. And who knows? Maybe they go in and score a touchdown on that opening drive instead of punting. So they, whether it's that, whether it's the scheme, whether it's just demanding that Jordan be more decisive and maybe take some, a few more checkdowns than he's taking, he can't keep completing 55.6% of his passes. He can't. You can't win that way, especially in an offense that is designed – for you to complete around 65% of your passes. So I would those are the top two, and then everything after that. There's certainly plenty more on the list, but those have to be in the top two. Well, I'll, I'll allow the two answers because those were two good answers, Jason. Kyle. <laughs> they, they, they were Suck good up. answers. <laughs> so, so, Jason, you talked about something that I, I really feel like the Packers are, are struggling with, and it's youth. And so after the Packers started out 2-1, and one, you thought maybe, you know, six game, that prediction of winning six games was kind of, ah, they're going to win more than that. Where do you stand now when it comes to your overall season prediction after the first five games of the season? Yeah, I, I, it's certainly easier to see them only winning six games suddenly, right? Uh, I <laughs> thought they were going to beat the Raiders, right? I, I did. I, I didn't think they were going to beat the Lions. Uh, although, again, path the least resistance. I picked the Packers to win every week when we do predictions. Um, it's a smart thing to do, <laughs> Jason. That's the Kyle method. It, it is, and it works. Uh, if if they lose to, I mean, let's all be honest here. If they lose to Denver, as bad as Denver is, and now they're kind of in fire sale mode on top of it, uh, then there's going to be whatever we have now will be to the nth degree. That if you lose coming out of the bye to that team, uh, there's going to be big panic in River City. If they win, they're sitting at 3-3 three and three after six games, and you feel better about them, right? Even if it's not going to be perfect the way they might beat the Broncos. So, to me, um, I, I just I, I, I think I'm going to be wrong. I maintain I'm going to be wrong. Uh, if I am wrong, uh, next time you guys are at Who's on Layton, the uh, beer-battered Bruce City Skinny Fries will be on me if I'm wrong because I'm uh, I'm looking at those along with a house kettle chips and thinking I got to try these. Yeah, you have to. As we're joined by Jason Wilde here, uh, you can hear him on Wilde and Tausch across these various stations from 9 to noon uh, as Jason joins us on Kyle Bruston Orvin. And we're live at Who's on Layton, which he mentioned, with great TVs and great food. Jason, were you at the uh, Tuesday presser with Matt LaFleur? I was, yeah. I asked about 40% of the questions, it felt like. What did you make of the identity answer? Because, like, I find it really interesting for a fifth-year head coach to be talking about trying to develop an identity, whereas if, like, and again, we've been using Dan Campbell as an example. I don't, I, I don't think, like, we're saying Matt LaFleur needs to be him. You can be different types of coaches, but when you were, if you were to ask all 53 guys on the Lions what their identity is, I think you'd get a pretty consistent answer. I don't know what you'd get from every Packer if you asked them that. Yeah, I think identities are forged from year to year. Now, some coaches 
obviously have a very clear-cut identity. Uh, look, I like Dan Campbell. Uh, I remember him as a player. Uh, I love his, you know, biting kneecaps and all this other stuff. But one of the reasons why they're good is because they've got a really smart offensive coordinator who's getting the most out of Jared Goff and designing, really doing a good job of designing plays and everything else. So, like, I, I think this identity stuff, there's no doubt. That was the longest answer I've heard in a long time. It's got to be top five longest answers from a coach in my time covering the team. Uh, it, it was almost five minutes that he went on about that. And it was Bill like Huber from Sports Illustrator asked. <laughs> It was great, and I really enjoyed it. And I, I like, I like, I like Matt after losses. You know, I know Packers fans don't want them to lose, but when when Matt's talking after a loss, he's pretty good, and he's pretty introspective and acknowledging his own failures. And I thought, for the first time, or, or not the first time, but in a rare instance, he also was flat out honest about his team and about his players and some of the, you know, for him to go through that portion of that answer to Bill, where he's talking about how. You know, we'll have the, the exact right play dialed up against the exact right look, and we're getting the bare minimum of yardage. Um, that's execution, and that is a direct criticism of your players, uh, which he doesn't generally do. Now, he doesn't, didn't name anybody, and he was clearly uncomfortable uh, when we pressed him on the Luke Musgrave play, but he eventually gave it up and admitted, yeah, he ran the wrong route. I mean, th- so... To me, identity is forged when you are starting to do things consistently well and you can, as he says in his answer, hang your hat on something. Like, I thought their identity coming into the season was going to be they were going to have a really good offensive line. They are going to have a really good running game because A.J. Dillon was going to bounce back from, by his own admission, not being very good last year when he and I talked during the offseason. I remember talking about that with you and Scalzo. Uh, back then, uh, with Aaron Jones healthy, with David Bakhtiari playing, you know, 12 to 14 games, uh, and they were going to run the ball really well, and they were going to beat stuff off play action to make life easy for Jordan Love. That was that was what I thought their identity was going to be. And then on defense, it was going to be sometimes they're going to play well, and sometimes they're going to play really poorly, but most of the time they're going to be kind of mediocre. That's what I thought their defensive identity was going to be. Jason, I just have to say, that answer was encouraging because of the fact that one thing that we're worried about is this team is young, this team needs to develop. To hear you say that there is something we can measure ourselves at, we're running the wrong routes. The right play was dialed up, but we're getting the bare minimum. We can evaluate six weeks from now to see them, okay, they're now running the right routes. Okay, now they're maximizing the play and actually, you know, scoring on that play or getting a big chunk on that play and so at least now as Packers fans we have something to kind of measure up for progress going in the right direction for this team well, I'm glad you're encouraged I'm glad I can deliver that because usually you know ask ask Alex Strolf how often I make him feel encouraged about the Packers <laughs> and he would say not very often he's more optimistic than I am so I'm yeah optimistic. that that is true that's what happens when you're born in that area yeah. versus born in Milwaukee. You have a little bit of a uh, different blood color uh, like Alex Strofe does. Jason, it's a bye week for the Packers. Does that mean Jason Wildy has a bye weekend? And if so, what does Jason Wildy do on his bye weekend? I just got a flu shot, and I'm old enough that I need a shingle shot, apparently. So that was cool. The good news is I had you a to colonoscopy the next day, too. <laughs> uh, I had that last year, uh, actually. That's right. That's right. Um... Uh, so, uh, 
And and the good part about talking to you knuckleheads is that Maddie and Sid and Paula were next, and I said, hey, I got to go. I got to go talk to KBN. So I wasn't there. You know, the girls are old enough now where you would think they wouldn't lose their you-know-what when they get their shots, but I think they probably did, I'm going to predict. Uh, but I'm still, you know, I took today off from the show, but I wanted to make sure I joined you guys and Homer later. Uh, I'm still writing. I talked to... Uh, my good buddy Kirk Ferentz today. That was fun uh, because I'm working on a story about Chris, uh, Christian Wor- uh, Christian Wurst. Uh, Christian Welch, who played at Iowa and is from Iola, Scandinavia. So I'm not really doing anything fun. I think we're going to go to a pumpkin patch, though, because I hear uh, that those are very enjoyable. I know I enjoy them. Well, Jason, enjoy your bye week, enjoy the pumpkin patch, and I guess enjoy getting old and getting shots that you didn't know you had to get. Well, I've heard about some of the shots you've had to get, but that's another story for another day. (laughs) (laughs) Well played, well played. Uh, You take care, be good, all right? You too, buddy. All right, guys, take care, be good. There it is, Jason Wilde. You can hear him on Wilde and Tausch from 9 to noon across these very stations. Uh, We'll be back.